3.3. Every year, 3.3 million dogs enter U.S. shelters. 670,000 never make it out. We want to change that. It's the Who Rescued Whom Canine Rescue Tales podcast, co-hosted by me, Diane, and my husband, John. If you have listened to any of our first five episodes, you'll know that each one normally takes on a storytelling format. But today, we're going to interview each other so you can learn a little bit about us, about our history with dogs, about how and why we started all of this. We are not dog experts. We just love dogs and want to share great rescue stories with you. We'll also be sharing with you the story of our first rescue, Missy, the inspiration behind our podcast. So let's get started. Diane, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I grew up in Nebraska. My father was in the military, so we landed there right before he was set to retire. I spent most of my young and adult life there. I became a teacher. I was a teacher for 27 years, taught in three different districts throughout the state, and I'm also an entertainer. I do a lot of entertaining for seniors in uh, nursing facilities these days. We moved here to Colorado in 2014 to help take care of aging parents. What about you? Well, I was uh, born in Chicago and raised in the suburbs, went to college, and then uh, upon graduation, joined the Marine Corps, spent 20 years with them, and retired from that in 2009, became a crop duster, and then an aerial firefighter which is what I'm uh, primarily doing now. So John, tell me a little bit about your history with dogs. Well, we always seem to have a family dog growing up and they're just part of the picture, part of the scene. And although I enjoyed playing with them, you know, I never really had a, a relationship uh, with them. They're, you know, they were always there and they were, they were fun. I think parents sometimes get dogs to help try to teach a responsibility for kids growing up, you know, for care and feeding of them, and just being the typical selfish kid, I always kind of re, you know, resented having to stop what I was doing and feed or uh, pick up after him. But uh, that's basically my older history. In, you know, in the past 15, 20 years, I've really developed a deeper appreciation for dogs and actually do have bonded relationships with them now, which are a lot more meaningful than a, just a family pet. What about you? Well, I grew up with just a couple of dogs. One in particular, Kirk, was a Sheltie. We got him when we were living in California when I was quite young. And when we came to Nebraska, we had him for a couple years and unfortunately lost him way too soon. And fast forward to my first dog as an adult. I got a dog where I was working. I had a kindergarten student bring a little collie puppy in for show and tell. And I just uh, happened to say, I wonder if there's any more in the litter. And of course there was. And I had Max for eight years. Um, wonderful dog. And uh, that's that's about it. Um, didn't get another dog until we got Missy, which we'll tell you about later. So we wanted to tell you a little bit about how this podcast came to be. So last year, during the pandemic, at the very beginning, we had the unfortunate diagnosis of John having cancer. So not only were we stranded at home because of COVID, we were keeping home and keeping safe so that he went through his um, treatments safely and successfully, which he did. 
While we were here, we had revisited the idea of writing a children's book about our first calling, Missy. So we pulled out some old notes, and then we had an idea. Well, I think it was you that said out loud that you uh, wondered if anybody had produced a podcast about rescue dogs. So we searched the podcast library online and uh, didn't really find one similar to what we wanted to do. So we enrolled in an online podcasting school and learned all about the, the uh, process. Yes, and then with the help of a lot of family and friends, we were able to, it, it took about a year of learning and production and figuring things out and having getting a website. And we were just excited to be productive in, in our downtime. As you had said earlier, Missy is the inspiration for our podcast. And since you were the one that brought her into our lives, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you found her? Well, we have some friends in Bellevue, Nebraska, Ron and Shelley, and they have a daughter, Tiffany, who was working at a pet store and a couple from Western Nebraska or were passing through from Western Nebraska had found this collie and they brought her into the store and asked Tiffany where they could take her. And uh, Tiffany decided to take her to her parents' house because she thought, well, maybe they want a dog. So Shelly, knowing that we were thinking about getting a dog, or mainly, I guess it was me, and she knew I had collies and loved them. And so she called and I went over to meet her. And as I was walking up to their house, she ran out from the backyard. And the first thing out my mouth was, oh, Missy, Missy. She was just so happy and so bright. And I just fell in love with her. So I... Then needed to convince you, right? Yep. You want to tell them why? Well, uh, we had always grown up with a short-haired dog, so uh, I, I've always been opposed to long-haired dogs because I thought that the long-haired dogs caused more problems with allergies, and I have some allergies to uh, certain animals and grasses and ponds or whatnot, so never even considered getting a long-haired dog. But Diane was so in love with this dog, I thought, okay, well, okay, maybe I could give it a, a, a shot. So she arranged to bring Missy to our house so I could meet her. I just wanted to throw in that before we did that, you had the great idea and the right idea to take her to Nebraska Collie Rescue in Omaha first for a couple of weeks to make sure that no one was searching for her because she was just such a great dog. I thought there's no way no one's searching for her. So we took her there, left her there for a couple of weeks. They put out a national bulletin and all the information and no one claimed her. So then they called us and then that's when I brought her home. Yeah. You took her there. I still hadn't met her yet. Yeah. Met her yet. So I came home from work one night uh, knowing that Diane was going to have this dog for me to like meet and, uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. I got out of my truck, came around, and Diane and this dog were on the back porch. She was holding her collar, and Missy was uh, just dancing back and forth on her front feet, just so excited and wanted to be let go. And when Diane let go, she ramped me and just was so excited. You know, meeting me for the first time is is almost as if she was uh, welcoming home a long lost friend or something. Yeah. There were a lot of special things about Missy. We loved her so much. She was with us for so long. We had a Nebraska City property for about five years where we operated a bed and breakfast and she became quite popular. She was so special and she was a guide for our guests. She was a protector. She was a watchdog for the coyotes that would try to get into the cornfield and too close to the house. 
what do you, what's special about her that you remember? I don't know. Like I said earlier, it wasn't until recently, 15 years ago, meeting Missy, that I really began to appreciate the relationship with dogs. For whatever reason, she and I just bonded. It's almost like she could read my mind or like mood and knew what to do or how to make me uh, happy or whatever. Uh, she was just uh, an incredible companion on that property. If I was out working in the fields, she was always close by watching over me. She particularly had a humorous side where if she wanted to play, she would stand with her head low to the ground trying to catch my eye. And as soon as, as I looked over and saw her, their head down low, that meant that she wanted to play. So I would stalk up to her and it got to a certain distance and she would take off uh, running and I would chase her. It's just a funny little thing that we had together. She was a daddy's girl. She absolutely was. <laughs> well, I remember speaking of chasing, we had some pasture out in uh, the front of the property that someone else owned and they had cows on there and uh, they had calved one season and these little calves had gotten under the fence and a little close to the house and her instincts kicked in and she herded them right back under that gate and she would lay there and just watch them and the guests just thought that was awesome. And uh, she was also a great protector. That was her place and we were her people and she wasn't going to let anybody hurt us. Yes, she was absolutely a constant presence in our life and an active participant in everything that we did. So as part of our podcast, we ask our guests, who rescued whom? John, how would you answer that when it comes to Missy? Well, obviously we rescued her. She was lost or abandoned. Still can't figure out why or how, but she must have been meant for us. You know, we gave her a great home, a great life, and uh, I think in in like turn, you know, she gave a lot back to, to us just with emotional happiness and joy and a companion to talk to and have another soul in this big old house. It was very, very quiet. It's just nice having this companion, whether it's you by yourself, Diane, or uh, sometimes you're, you know, gone and it's just she and I. But she was just a great presence in our life that added a lot of joy and uh, positive things. So if I answered that question, I would say, uh, hands down, we did rescue her, but she rescued me because you were gone a lot in the military. You were stationed overseas the first couple years that we had her. And there were a lot of times when you were crop dusting in another state and you were gone. And uh, she was always there with me. And one night in particular... We had just gone to bed. She went up to the bedroom with me, usually when we didn't have guests, because she would stay downstairs if we did. But we were sleeping, and then all of a sudden, we heard a noise, a drill. It was found out later that someone was trying to drill some screws out of the screens and get into the house. But we heard it right away. I called the sheriff. But Missy, never before that time and never since that time, did I ever see her in this protective stance like I saw her? She was at the top of the stairs. There was a growl I'd never heard out of her, and she would not let me pass to go downstairs to check it out. She was not going to let me pass. I'd never had her act that way before. So she definitely saved me. Um, I didn't go downstairs until I knew the sheriff was there. So, yeah, as, as many times as you were gone, outside of that one night, I was never scared because I knew she'd take care of me. Now that... Uh, reminds me of a really good memory that I have. The like farmhouse that we turned into a, a bed and breakfast was built in 1880. It was very drafty, uh, poorly insulated. 
And during the winter, we didn't have gas just because it was so hard to, to heat. And on the coldest nights in Nebraska, I'm not exaggerating, our, our room, our bedroom, would get down into the mid-40s. It was freezing in there. And uh, I remember all three of us getting in bed, just trying to keep each other warm. And uh, she was just part of our family. We all huddled together in bed, trying to stay warm on those cold Nebraska nights. But then it would get a little too warm for her. And she'd jump down and she'd lay in the doorway, kind of like protecting us again. That's a little bit about Missy. If you recall back at the beginning of this episode, we start off with the 3.3 million dogs that are U.S. shelters every year. And that's really the other major inspiration for our podcast is that we hope to inspire people to consider rescuing one of those dogs. We have nothing against people getting dogs from breeders. We just hope that they'll consider going to a shelter or a rescue organization to look at some of these dogs that are in need of a good home. And they have added so much to our lives that if we can help them, that's what we want to do with this podcast. One of the special features we have with each episode on the Who Rescued Whom Canine Rescue Tales podcast is that we make a donation to the rescue of choice in honor of the guests we feature. John and I are going to make a special donation for our episode, episode six, to Rocky Mountain Collie Sheltie Rescue in Pueblo, Colorado. Since adopting Missy and moving to Colorado in 2014, we've now rescued five other collies, Stormy, Jake, and Cody, all seniors at the time that we rescued them. And currently we have added Rex and Zoe to our family. Hope and all the other good folks at Rocky Mountain Collie Sheltie Rescue have allowed us the privilege of adopting these wonderful dogs. Thanks for trusting us with them. We will post a link to Rocky Mountain Collie Sheltie Rescue in the show notes that are on our website episode page at whorescuedwhom.com. You can also view a picture gallery of Missy and all of our rescues on that same episode page at whorescuedwhom.com. Before we close, we'd like to take a moment to thank a few people. First, my niece, Laura Coover. Laura is the talent behind our beautiful website and my personal coach for how to make all these podcasts live. We would not be live in publishing today without Laura, so thanks so much to her. We'd also like to thank Mike McClellan at podcastps.com. Mike is our editor and producer, and Mike is the composer of all the music you hear on each episode, specifically Missy's theme, which is the main theme for the podcast. He's a musical genius, that goes without saying, and his wife, Laura, and he have been my very good friends for more than 35 years. Special thanks go to Bill and Betty Thomas. Although they are no longer with us, Bill and Betty, John's parents, have had a great deal of influence in our lives when it came to dog rescue. They have also posthumously been a financial help with getting our podcast started. Thanks to Ron Shanklin of Decisive Moment Photography. Ron is a great personal friend who, at the drop of a hat, would stop whatever he was doing to fix a photo for us, create a banner, and more. He's a talented artist with a great eye. Thanks, Ron. Thanks also goes out to Dave Jackson at the School of Podcasting for his lexicon of online classes and one-on-one guidance that has allowed us to learn and grow through the creation process. Finally, we'd like to thank all of our friends and family members who have participated in surveys along the way, from choosing pictures, colors, music, fonts, and so much more, 
Our committee of helpers was invaluable in this process. And most importantly, we appreciate you, our listeners. We'll have two more episodes of this first season of the Who Rescued Whom Canine Rescue Tales podcast. Then we'll be back in the fall with more stories to share. You can always follow, subscribe, and share via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or Spotify. If you'd like to share the story of how you saved a rescue dog or how they saved you, please visit our Be a Guest page on our website, whorescuedwhom.com, where you can fill out our future guest information form, or you can email us directly at info at whorescuedwhom.com. Whom.com.